Brian Mudd. Download your iHeartRadio app and turn up News Radio 610 WIOD. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. directly with the unlawful protesters. We've told them they must leave, and we've warned them the consequences of disobeying these rules. There's somebody who sucks at life. I'm sorry. That wasn't very nice, was it? But here's the, the problem. It gets into what I touched on in my top three takeaways today, which, by the way, I have gotten a ton of feedback on that, and I'll dive back in again. Some people blown away that the CDC has managed to bury their own research showing that 79% of people who contracted Omicron had been vaccinated. I mean, it just the truth is not something that is readily made available for you to be able to to digest. But that, of course, has to do with the Canada amid reports that, hey, maybe they'll uh, be one of these D.C. freedom convoys here soon. And one of the real annoyances is the false premise that is embraced, the false premise that these mandates make any sense. You have people go to the police who work at the pleasure of these failed politicians and aren't really able to speak out against the mandates anyway. And and then they go, oh, this is such a bad situation because of X, rather than going to the politicians and saying, look, you are literally science deniers because there's no science behind mandates at this point. Somebody who gets this, our CFO, Chief Fire Marshal, Jimmy Petronas, said Jimmy Petronas. Jimmy, how are you, brother man? Dude, I don't want to interrupt you. I'm having too much enjoyment listening to you preach. <laughs> you're, you're nailing it. It's... uh. It's, it's awesome. It's frustrating. It, it is so frustrating. I mean, is. It, it is at the same time, it is what we get to enjoy in the free state of Florida where we have good leadership where this crap doesn't exist. Although in many communities in South Florida, if not for, for the governor's actions, we would be dealing with some of this nonsense. But, I mean, the, the broader point remains that, you know, there is no science behind any of these mandates at this point. There is no proven efficacy at prevention against Omicron at this point with any of the vaccines. I mean, it's just all nonsense. But you've got this whole culture of, of you know, Marxism, mandates, what have you, that's been ingrained. Even Oregon is dropping their max mandate. Oregon. <laughs> you know, but during, during the pandemic, our truck drivers in Florida and all over the United States, they were the backbone of the food supply chain, critical food, medicine supplies, um, you know, and they kept on going while all of us were locked down. I mean, they kept people alive. And, you know, I just, I'm, you know, you know we get we get mocked. Uh, but, you know, I'm just glad, you know, Governor DeSantis, you know, is, is a guy who values individual freedom and rights and didn't see the need to. You know, I tell you, when, when Florida issued its first emergency order dealing with COVID and once it expired, we never looked back. We were making sure that, you know, we were going to do things without, you know, putting any more stress or strain on ability of people to be able to make a living, live. But you know what? You know, be responsible. 
And to your point, I did an analysis earlier this week. Only 2% more Floridians have contracted COVID than the average American across the country during the course of this thing. Only we've been free the entire time. And so you take a look at the end result. It really wasn't any different. And what you're talking about is our state actually followed the science. You know, DeSantis acknowledged after the initial lockdown that lasted, what, two, three weeks. He's like, no, this doesn't work. The science doesn't doesn't suggest this makes sense at all. And so we course corrected when everybody else, you know, ended up going the other direction. And in, in many cases, they still are um, on the the convoy on the Freedom Convoy. You've been very yeah. outspoken against the actions of GoFundMe. Uh, tell us about that. Go, GoFundMe is 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 not a transparent organization. You know, Brian, you could go take a picture of one of your dead iguanas from your backyard and go post it on GoFundMe with a sad story. And you know what? Because GoFundMe gives you this megaphone, you would find money in an account. And, you know, there's there's no saying, there's no transparency where the dollars come from. There's no transparency what you're doing with the money. Now, I know it's a little bit of buyer beware, but GoFundMe has got such a global platform. And then they want to pick winners and losers of who can get money or not get money. You know, to me, if you're giving money through GoFundMe, you might as well be throwing it out the window. If you want to make a difference in somebody's life, go give it to the Red Cross. Go give it to Salvation Army. Go give it to your local church or your local, you know, faith-based organization. When you give it to the GoFundMe, you know, again, there, there's no accountability whatsoever. Speaking of accountability, I mean, tur- yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead, Jim. No, I just, you, you, man, you, you just definitely, you know, dragged your fingernails across the chalkboard with GoFundMe. Uh, that sets me off. So go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's good. It's an important message that people hear and, and really understand what they're about, because in so many cases, people associate them with might be legitimate causes that have opened up uh, opportunities on that platform. And, uh, you know, it's it's you know what, what you're talking about is real. All right. So our, our state session, there are a number of, of different items that are moving again. Um, there have been several that you've spoken out again. Some of the we're once again talking about some insurance reform and both on the automotive and the property side. What, what do you make of what's going on right now? So, I mean, we, we've got a perfect storm in Florida right now. You have got if, if you look at 2020 was the, the most active storm season in the history of the United States, even though Florida wasn't really affected by the damage uh, other than a couple storms. But it affects other parts of the southeast United States because where the storms originate from. So you get stress on supply chains like shingles, nails, you know, plumbing, all those things it takes to build a house. You go throw on that. In addition to it, you know, the interruptions we had with COVID-19. And oh, by the way, now you throw on top of that, you know, 900 you know, historic levels of inflation. Inflation is way past seven and a half percent. So you put all those, uh, you know, uh, you know, concerns around the cost of building a house. Building a house right now in Florida is higher than it's ever been. You add on top of that the fraud that exists by exploitation of Florida law and increasing litigation. I mean, we have got to have some relief out of out of Tallahassee. Uh, but you know what? We also we haven't got a single solution out of the White House of how the hell they're going to deal with inflation. So, I mean, it's uh, it, it, it's a perfect storm. And this is like a buddy of mine, John Katsimides, said, this is it's not inflation, it's a tax. We are taxing the citizens of the state of Florida. Jimmy, one of the questions I get, and I agree, Republicans control the state legislature. But mm-hmm. it does seem like too often special interest lobbyists control some of those politicians. Why is it that we can't get the reform we need? through a Republican-controlled legislature. I, I plead with every group I talk to. I'm, I'm going to plead with your listeners right now. 
If you don't hold your electeds accountable, they put their name on the ballot. If you don't hold them accountable, you get the government you deserve. I, you know, I, I make myself available. I'm, I'm, you know, I like responding to my social media. I like responding to my email. I still get my state email to my phone. I like hearing from constituents that want, you know, changes in the ways we do business at the Department of Financial Services. And I will vent when the legislature is not playing right. And, and there are solutions that need to take place in Tallahassee. But again, it's, it's removed. We get focused on our jobs. We get focused on our families. And we don't spend the time making sure Tallahassee knows what we expect of them. So I'm going to give you one real quick. You referenced the iguana in the backyard thing. So you'd have been proud of me since last time we talked. I got one. So here's the way this thing went down. It was, it was early January, and uh, so it was a little bit cooler. It wasn't cold, but it was a little bit cooler. So I think the iguana is moving a little bit slower anyway. Um, it, I, I see it on, on the seawall, and it's looking the other way. And I'm only about yeah. 10 feet away when I spot this thing. And I'm like, hold on. I might have a chance at this deal. So... I make a quick move over there, and sure enough, and it's a big sucker, too. I grab the tail, and I hold it up by the tail. The thing's trying to claw the heck out of me, so I'll hold it away from my body, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out what to do because I'm not good at killing anything, by the way. I mean, I just, I, I'm that guy. I'm, and so I, sure. uh, I, I look at this thing, and then all of a sudden, the tail falls off of my hand. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh, what just happened? And it's like a snake's squiggling around and everything. Anyway, I, I took the tail back to, uh, back to my wife, and uh, she's like, what happened here? The next day, I saw the thing crawled up, curled up and dead in the seawall. So I, I, I finally have, have smited an iguana. It's the first one. Well, I know that the tail breaking loose, I think, is part of it. It's, it's really kind of part of a defense mechanism because it will grow back out. But, uh, yeah, I tell you, a combination of some cold weather and, and, you know, the fear of living in your backyard may have been enough to agree. <laughs> Jimmy Pedronis, our CFO and Chief Fire Marshal. Always a pleasure, sir. Talk to you again soon. Man, thanks for what you do. I appreciate you. Stir us up. Yeah, likewise. All right. We'll be right back. Natalie, trending story here on the Brian Mudd Show. He's ready to go 610 WIOD.